And you know how I always say, you can't start without me. You can't start without the EP. Not till Tommy settles in. He's came sprinting through the door. What's going on? Welcome to the program. My name is Jim Rome. A tremendous Friday to you, Alvin. Do what you do on a Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what's known as a deca yeah. Because we're fired up. Wildcard weekend. A tremendous weekend. Today's Friday. Yes, it is. You know who's not getting ready for work today? That guy. All right, more on that in a minute. Let's get started. I've got a full program. Lots to get to. Plenty of interviews. A major big head bet segment. ATP. Obvious week that was. And because the third hour is all jammed up already, I'm not sure where to play that week that was. Alvin, if you have it ready, I may play it right now. Normally, it's in the last segment of the program. But in hour number three, we have a guest in the last segment. And then we have a guest before the guest in the last segment. So, Alvin, roll it. <laughs> I guess that means you're not ready. All right. So, telephone number is toll free, 1-800-636-8686. The one thing I can say above and beyond all this, although there aren't too many windows and there are a lot of interviews and a lot of content, the first hour is actually wide open. Wide open. This is the hour to get through. So if you want to talk about any of the matchups, if you want to talk about Wild Card Weekend, if you want to talk about any of the stories we've hit this week, if you want to hit anything at all, you want to hit it in the first hour. one 636 If you're already on the X platform, hit me up at Jim Rome. If you want to email me, that still works. Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. Good. Phones are starting to ring. I like it. Get in here. Hour number one. All right, so the interviews look like this. We tried to do it yesterday. Couldn't get it done, but it's actually a better thing because there's more news right now. Tom Curran, a Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston, joins me at the top of hour number two. Uh, You'll see in a minute why that's a good thing. Lead story this morning. He's at 10. The big head, James Kelly and I, We're going to hit all five games, but decide to save Monday's game for Monday, but we'll hit the other four. That's coming up at 1040. Top of hour number three is open. In hour number three, Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bills center and a pro bowler, is going to join us to break down the Bills matchup. Kenny Clark, defensive tackle for the Packers. You've heard him on the show before. He joins us. Packers, Cowboys, big matchup. ATP somewhere in and around all this. And Alvin's ionic week that was. Look at that, Jack Savage. Get on those phones. I love it. Good clones. Use the number. It's free. 1-800-636-8686. All right, let's get started. If you are getting ready for work in Foxborough this morning, then your name is definitely not Bill Belichick. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Doug Bill Collins. Belichick. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Bill Belichick. The hood man. If you're getting ready for work right now, that's right. Mister No Days Off can now take off as many days as he wants. However, his old boss, and that sounds weird to say, his old boss Bob Kraft took no days off. He took no days off in naming a successor to Mr. No Days Off. How weird is that? How weird is the whole thing? Even if we knew it was coming, how weird is it that it's here? 
Because fewer than 24 hours after the Hoodman's Patriots departure, there is already an heir to the mumbler's throne. In fact, come to find out, that successor apparently was predetermined and contractually sealed a long time ago. Gerard Mayo is reportedly the new head coach of the Patriots. They haven't announced it per se, at least not officially publicly, or introduced him as such yet, but there are all sorts of reports stating the obvious. So he becomes the new youngest head coach in the NFL, and he now has maybe the hardest job in the NFL because he isn't just following and replacing the GOAT. He's replacing the GOAT with no QB, a totally barren roster, and a giant question mark as to who is going to run that front office and how they will run that front office. So congrats to Gerard Mayo. And good luck to Gerard Mayo. This is a really huge job and a really hard job for a dude with no head coaching experience, no assistant coaching experience outside of the hood man. And we all know about the hood man's rotting coaching tree. I'm not saying there's not a lot to like about Mayo. There is. There is. And I'll get to it. But I do have one question. The question being, a lot of you are probably asking, what happened to Mike Vrabel? It's a legitimate question with a somewhat surprising answer. What happened to Mike Vrabel is that he was never actually part of the equation. According to reports, the Pats never even spoke with Vrabel. According to reports, the Pats never even talked to a single other candidate. They didn't have to because they had a contract with somebody already on staff. Bob Kraft already had a succession plan in place, and he worked that succession plan. And that succession plan apparently always centered around one man, Gerard Mayo. As Ian Rappaport put it on the X, quote, While so much of the focus was on Mike Vrabel, the internal focus for the Patriots was always on Gerard Mayo. It was written into his contract that he would be the successor to Bill Belichick. Now he will be. Rappaport also says that the Pats already communicated their succession plan to the league before the season even started, which is why they were not required to interview any other candidates. So they didn't. They didn't even talk to anybody else. They didn't even gauge anybody else's interest. They had their guy. They worked their plan. Now, what's interesting about their plan, it was supposed to be reportedly a two-year plan. But then it turned into a one-year plan when the hood man bottomed out completely. So my reaction to this is, on the one hand, I respect Kraft's process. I respect that Kraft trusted his process. I respect that Kraft wanted to promote from within and reward a young dude who had paid his dues in the building that they all respected. I respect that he wanted to honor his agreement with Mayo. That he told him, you're the guy. It's just hard for me to sit here today and argue that Mayo is the best possible coach that they could have hired, considering he has never coached a game in the NFL in his career. And at the same time, there's somebody out here who is available, who is a proven commodity and a Patriots legend. It's hard to imagine a scenario actually played out where the hood man was pushed aside and Mike Vrabel was available And not only did Vrabel not get the job, he didn't even get a call. Gentry. 
Even Gentry can't believe that. Gentry. I mean, I'll say this. I can't imagine that Bob Kraft ever imagined the possibility or envisioned this scenario when he crafted that succession plan. Or his plan, I would imagine, would have been different. And look, I don't even know how challenging it would be for Kraft to get out of that contractual agreement with Mayo. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he thinks he got the right guy. Maybe he thinks that Mayo ultimately is going to turn out to be a better coach than Vrabel. I'm not saying that's impossible. I don't know. I don't know. But that's my take. I don't know. I don't know. I know what you're getting in Vrabel. I don't know what you're getting in Mayo. I I understand buying in and buying stock in him. You know, really good player, really good leader, really good communicator, young, energetic. I mean, there's a lot to like about that guy. But there are a lot of question marks, too, because, again, he has never been a head coach in the NFL and never been an assistant anywhere other than under the hood. And the hood crashed and burned. We know what we're getting in Vrabel. You know exactly what you're getting. A proven commodity, one of the most well-respected coaches in the league, and a dude already beloved in New England, and a dude well-versed in all things Patriot way. And somebody who left the family, and unlike every other branch on that rotting tree, had success. All these things are true, but they also don't really matter to Bob Kraft, because Kraft apparently had made up his mind already, a long time ago, at least a year ago, actually, when he put it in Mayo's contract that he would get the job. So, good luck, my man. Good luck, Gerard, because it's a huge job, a tough job, and let's face it, now it's a crappy job. The job sucks. sucks Why do I say that? Because the team is devoid of talent. And why is the team devoid of talent? Because Hood. The team has no QB. The team has no front office leadership. Not yet. And no matter what he does, Mayo, if he doesn't produce six Lombardis, or three, or two, or even one, how is he ever going to measure up to the dude he's succeeding? Not that anybody could, but a guy who's never, ever coached as a head coach in that league. I'm kind of curious about the Hood. I wonder how much Hood knew about the succession plan. Did he sign off on Mayo? Was the Hood aware that Kraft had his replacement all set up and actually inked into a contract? I have to think so, right? There's no way this guy could be that good of an actor because they were acting like it was okay, like it was aight, like it's amicable, it's amiable, it's not awkward. Awkward? Yeah, I mean, you can't go behind the goat's back. And lock in his successor without him knowing, right? There's no way that Kraft would do that, right? I don't think. I would imagine no. (laughs) But what if he did? Imagine if the hood man didn't know. Imagine if the hood man found out right around the same time we all found out. Imagine if Mayo had locked into that deal last year and worked all year knowing it, but the hood didn't. I'm just talking out loud. How hilarious would that be? I, just said the first I mean, again, pretty unlikely. I'm kind of trying to wish it into existence. However, the tone was pretty good yesterday. It was not contentious. It was not bitter. In fact, it was the opposite. I'm not sure I've ever seen or heard the hood man so relaxed. I mean, check this dude out. Full enunciation. Not mumbling. Full enunciation. 
using four words, completing four sentences, and actually sounding grateful. Tell me if you recognize this guy, this voice, and this vibe. Just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and uh, I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And um, I look forward and excited for the future. Um, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what, Robert, what you've done for me. I mean, not that crazy, crazy, over-the-top enthusiasm that you got from Peter Carroll when they fired him. But for the hood, it might as well have been the same. That was the Peter Carroll gum assassin version of the hood. I mean, there weren't just fully enunciated words, fully completed sentences. There was even a hint of emotion in his voice. I mean, who knew? Things were so emotional and so copacetic that during that goodbye presser yesterday, it nearly ended with Kraft and Belichick making out. Except that apparently the hood man had a cold, which is a relief because it did spare us of one of the most horrifying images in NFL history. He's got a cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. Thank you. Yeah. The only thing more horrifying than those two dudes getting after it publicly. Well, let me just say, it's a good thing. And I'm not trying to sound like that Jags fan who has a beach house. Well, it's by the beach. You know me. I only have one impression. One impression fits all. I just do the same impression for everybody. Because I'm not good like that. Yeah, her. Her. This is the new laid-back hood man. It's a good thing that he didn't go in for that kiss. And you know why? Because apparently he had a cold. But you know what would have been worse than hearing Bob Kraft say, I would have kissed him, but he had a cold? Cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. I'm glad it was just a cold and not a cold sore. Boom. You feel me? See what I just did there? A cold sore. You know, like the old man having a bit of the herp. Yeah, I said it. It's Friday. What are you going to do? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sparing all of us that horror. Thank you. Hopefully there is no making out or kissing at Gerard Mayo's intro either. I'm not saying it's not an emotional game. It is. It is. It's a very emotional game. But the hiring game doesn't need to be. At least as it relates to that. The dude does not need kisses. You know what? Mayo, he doesn't need the billionaire planting one on his lips or his cheek. He doesn't need a kiss. You know what he needs? Players. You know what he needs? A quarterback. You know what he needs? A GM. You know what he needs? Some good fortune and luck. He needs a lot of things to break right for all this to work out. Because he just inherited the Hoodman's throne. Which means not only is he following Bill the Goat, he's inheriting the Hoodman's mess. It's not like Belichick left the cupboards full for Mayo. It's not like he left anything in the cupboard or the refrigerator. 
except one gallon of rotten milk. But I'm not saying mayo. What's he going to say? No. My man, go get it. Maybe he turns out to be a better coach than Mike Vrabel. Maybe. We don't know. I just know that Vrabel already is a great coach. All right, half fam. Half fam in Boston, where do you come out on this? I know it's not shocking, but are you happy with it? How does it feel? Do you feel like they got it right? Do you feel like they got the right guy? Or do you feel like Kraft should have worked something out to get Mike Vrabel? Should he have at least spoken to Vrabel? Or two things. Is he a man of honor? And did he sign that contract and is going to honor that contract? Because, you know, the flip side of that, the skeptic would say contracts are made to be broken. Or does Bob Kraft really think he got the right guy? That that's the guy he wanted? That he wants him more than Vrabel? Where do you come out on that? All right, so that's your breaking news this morning. Other things, had that not gone down that way, I would have led with a Friday morning whip around. You know the Monday whip around. The recap. The NFL recap every Monday during the season, we do the whip. I'm going to actually do a Friday whip. Well, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. I want to preview some of these games. And, of course, the big head, James Kelly and I, will break it down with our bets at 1040. Let me check some reaction before I kick you to break. You know it would be great? Your reaction. And you know I would have your reaction if my Wi-Fi worked. That would be even better. At UCLA, Dodger Frank. Craft. That's it, right, Alvy? That's what we're dealing with right here. It's like I'm on AOL, and I unplug my phone, plug directly into my laptop. Somebody called the phone, bumped me off of AOL, and I got all pissed off. Jack, Jack, get off the phone. Frank Ojeda at UCLA Dodger Frank, quote, Kraft, Mayo, it's a perfect marriage. Hey, Frankie. Thanks, Avi. Frankie, I would love to say that's a perfect post, but it's not. Kraft, Mayo, a perfect marriage. How long did it take you to come up with that one, dude? Here they come. Jim, Bob Kraft, must think that Mayo will cut the mustard and help the Pats catch up in the division and relish an opportunity to win it all without Tom or Bill. Then again, maybe Kraft is on the sauce if he didn't at least branch, like branch, out to Vrabel or Harbaugh. In any event, bigger miracle whips have happened. Signed LBH. You know, I hadn't even considered Harbaugh for that gig. But why would I? Vrabel's a better coach. And he has ties. And he played there. And he loves it there. I'm not even saying for a fact that I know that he would take the gig. Although I bet he would take the gig. I'm saying, don't you make that phone call? But then I think the Kraft would say no. No, the succession was already in place. Hey, Jim, I've heard you say in the past that you're a fan of team content. This week must be like Christmas part two for you. Yes, dude, you're right. You nailed it. John in New England, you nailed it, dude. Hey, 
John. Almost too good. You know, there's no such thing, right, as too much of a good thing. Yes, there is. Almost too good. I mean, maybe spread them out a little bit. But you're right, John. You, you nailed it, John. You're right. You're right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can spread them out a week apart or maybe even a few days apart. Do I really need the hood, Nick Saban, and Pete Carroll all going down on the same day? No. Because I could spend most of a program on right any point. one of them, but you can't really address or give respect to any of them if it all goes down at the same time. But you are right, dude. I do not have a favorite team. The Texans right now are this close. But my favorite team is team content. I made that very clear from the jump. I'm not a fanboy. I'm not biased. I'm not prejudiced. I'm objective. I'm objective. I do not have a favorite team. You little fanboy bitch. I'm not a little fanboy bitch. I get this all the time. Hey, hey, man, what's your favorite team? I know who your favorite team is. I listen to your show. No, you don't. I don't have one. Except team content. Team content is my favorite team. Chris in Milwaukee writes, Jimmy, I would love to kiss Mayo. Thanks. Chuck Weiss. You know, Super Bowl is coming up. So if it's not too much to ask, can you please keep Chuck Weiss's name out your mouth? Because that one time I saw Chuck at Super Bowl, if looks could kill, I would have been decapitated and chopped up into a million different pieces and spread out in the desert. He did not look happy to see me. Although at one point he used to be happy to come on the program. Hey, Dolphin fan, how you feeling about the temps in KC? I would tell you what they are, but I'm not going to waste my time because they keep changing. They keep dropping. It's going to be one of the coldest games in the history of the NFL, man. That says an awful lot, doesn't it? One more thought as I go to break. I know that the league prides itself on never canceling games. That, that football is football. You play no matter what. You do not cancel games. This might be the one game they should think about canceling. It's going to be that cold and that brutal. Having been in that element, and not even that element, but elements similar to that, I know what it's like. I'm here to tell you I'm not a doctor. I'm not even going to try and play one on the radio. But in that weather, in those elements, in those temps, you can't tell me someone's not going to lose a digit. Somebody's not going to lose a toe. Hypothermia is going to kick in. Frostbite's going to kick in. My prediction for that, never mind your ATS. I'm, I'm going to predict over under digits lost in that game. There's no way they're playing that game and someone's not losing a toe or toes or a foot. It's that cold. Foot, and man, it's, feet, feet, toe, you hear people toe, talk about foot, this. Foot, feet, Tommy, you could toe, probably address toe, this. Foot, You're an East Coast feet, guy. Feet, toe, there are like toe, different foot, kinds foot, of cold, feet, right? You know, dry cold. I don't know what the exact phrase would be. Like, some cold weather is just heavier. I don't know how to explain it. I've been in that cold. I don't know how to explain that Kansas City cold, that Missouri cold. But I've been in Montana cold. I've been in Colorado cold. I've been in cold weather. That Kansas City, that Missouri cold was different than any Minneapolis I've been in in the winter. There was just something about that Missouri cold that was different. And now they're going to play that game? 
Have fun with that, Miami. The new ice bowl. How about that open? How you like me now? All right, let's take a short time out. Sorry that I said open phones in the first hour and I just usurped a big fat chunk of the hour. But I took some of the pressure off you. 1-800-636-8686. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet $5, just 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. See, this is why if you haven't gotten down yet, you need to do it right now. Five bucks can turn into 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, you have to use the code ROME, R-O-M-E. The crown is yours, and you do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Wildcard weekend, yo. You know, in my mind, without giving it all up right now, you've got three teams that simply cannot lose, but could. Three teams that can't afford to lose, but could and might. Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Detroit Lions. All huge games for these respective franchises. Games they can't lose, but might, if that makes sense. Let's get a phone call in here. It's a short segment, but when you have this guy's game and this guy's pedigree and this guy's history, he go right to the front of the line. No matter what you think of him, he makes it better. We go to Hollywood. Mark, and I know it's a big weekend for him. Mark in Hollywood. What's going on, brother? Yo, that's been a week, huh, kid? How you feel? Good, dude. I feel great. How about you? It has been a week. Yeah, not great. I want to say thank you so much to the schedule makers for putting the Eagles funeral on Monday night for all to see. What, you can't use the Peacock paywall on that crap like you're doing with the Kansas City Rubes to rob them of their game? It's a complete crap. But, Jim, I bet you're none too happy about the rumors that Belichick could be in contention for the Chargers' job. I mean, that would be awkward if you had to run into him around Irvine, yeah? Yeah, you see the hoodie at the Starbucks? <laughs> hey, Mr. Radio Man, what are you getting, some of that weak nitro? Be a man and try a double-shot espresso, sissy. Or worse yet, running into hoodie at the Irvine-gated community swingers parties? Yo, can't you just see Belichick rolling up into the party wearing his ripped hoodie and no pants like he's Donald Duck? Uh, I'm not putting my keys in that bowl. Jesus Christ, we're on to the orgy. Oh, look, Jim Rome is here. Hey, Mr. Radio Man, I'm moving next door to Justin Herbert. I'm going to run you out of this neighborhood. Tell me how my ass tastes. But let's address the biggest news of the week. Jim, got to congratulate you on the show moving to the X. 
But as I'm sure you know, if you're on the X, you have to embrace the X and incorporate everything the X is known for into the show. So that means Monday, Wednesday, Friday, rather than ask the pros, to better align with the X, it's now slur the pros. And rather than the week that was, Alvy can rewind the death threats that was. You know, this is where Alvy remixes the hundreds of thousands of death threats that people make on the X to pro athletes, student athletes, peewee football athletes, refs, league commissioners, mascots, women, politicians, airlines, and Mina Kimes. And finally, instead of what's your beef, now it's the tried and true staple of the X, what's your conspiracy? And now that Aaron Rodgers is free, since ESPN gave Pat McAfee an ultimatum, McAfee decided it was best for his show to move on from Aaron. Now you can pay Rogers 200 gur per appearance so he can use your platform to accuse popular talk show hosts of being pedos and talk about how vaccines are giving people the herp. Basically, all these X-inspired changes means that from here on out, Vic and NoCal will win the smack-off every year. War the Eagles shocking the world, War Peacock crashing on Saturday night, and War Jim and Elon blasting off in the first-ever SpaceX sex rocket. Woo! This dude. My man, you better hope your team stays within three touchdowns of Tampa Bay. Hey, listen, all this stuff that he just said about the X platform, what do you know? What do you know? I'm neither going to confirm nor deny, but that's not what I said. All I said about the X is what's in that post, which is still on my feed. So if you're not sure what he's talking about, go to my feed on the X platform and see the pinned post. That's all I've discussed. I haven't discussed it on the air. I haven't gotten into it. Only that, and it was in the trades that we do have a content, content agreement. It may be exactly what you think it is, or maybe it's not. Or maybe we're not even sure. Maybe it's in development. Maybe we're working on it. So I'm not going to get any further into that. I mean, I hate to go hood man on you, but I am where I am. I am where my feet are. That has not started yet. But there has been an announcement. Is that convoluted enough for you? 1-800-636-8686. Well, Mark getting nice. Mark getting spicy. Always does, dude. He makes it better. He makes it better. This dude almost wired the field in the smack off. He's got that kind of game. Hey, bro, I see your misdirection, though. I see how you try to turn that thing on its head and make it about me. When it's really about your team being an utter embarrassment to you, to themselves, and to that city. Man, you better not lose to Tampa. Tampa barely beat Carolina. We went from weeks ago Nick Sirianni popping off, talking junk, to actual conversations from talking heads yesterday and today about whether or not this dude's coaching for his job. That's how bad it is with the Eagles. Even my man Darius Slay said, you know what? It's probably a good thing we're not playing at home. Probably. Oh, no, it's a really good thing you're not playing at home. You think Philly fans are going to put up with any of that bull crap? You're better. It's so much more hostile at home than it is in Tampa. Slay's right. 
If I'm the Eagles, I absolutely don't want to play at home. Play because the second day. they do something Eagle-like early on in that game, Philly fan is going to go crazy and turn on you. Like I said, there are three franchises that cannot afford to lose this weekend, but very well could. All of them. Dallas, Philadelphia, and Detroit. All could lose. All right, when we come back, phone lines are open. Marky setting the tone. I like it. Mark in Hollywood, first one through. 1-800-636-8686. All right, so let's look at some of the openings. Patriots no longer have an opening. They filled that. Did they get it right? Chargers have an opening. Falcons have an opening. Hey, Charger fan, where are you? Who would you like to see fill that gig? Tom Curran, top of the hour. Big head, 1040. Eric Wood, 1120. Kenny Clark, 1140. Albie, I mean, you got to start thinking about that week that was already. Right now, though, here is your sports update. Here's Andrew Bogish. CBS Sports Sports Flash. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Busy day just got better. ATP, Friday, Ask the Pros. You get to ask me a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What you want to do is go to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Don't do it on the X. Don't do it on email. Go to where I just told you to go. cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Some quick reaction. Jim, Mark in Hollywood started stronger than day-old coffee, but ended weaker than a Bob Craft kiss. Ed in SA. Dear Jim, I bet that when Craft's secretary tells him that Gerard is on line one, he says, hold the mayo. Signed A-plus email. Chad from Orlando. Hey, Chad, that was an F-minus email. See, Bella, you think you're on to something, but you're not. Bella is in hour number one. That's early for her. Bella writes, close to an hour into the show and no wise-ass tweets about Gerard Mayo, Mama Cass. Shocking. No, hey, Bella, you know what's shocking? That you think that that's the case. War lady clones. Believe me, they're coming in. Fast and furious. I'm just doing everything I can to delete them as quickly as they come in, and I'm not reading them. As an example, this is what's coming in. Jim, Mayo is a good choice to get things moving in the right direction. Signed, Mama Cass, 
choking on a dry-ass ham sandwich. You see, Bella? Per always, just because you're not hearing it doesn't mean I'm not receiving it. It means you're not hearing it because I'm not reading it. Why would you think for a second that I wouldn't be getting those contributions? Because of course I am. Just like if I'm not talking about something, it doesn't mean that I haven't seen it or know about it. It means I'm not talking about it, generally for a reason. All right. Tom Curran coming up at the top. So let's get to a phone call or two to wrap hour number one. We go to San San Diego. Alan in San Diego. What's going on, Alan? How are you? Hey, what's up, Jim? Um, just wanted to call and say I, w- I hope Pete Carroll comes back to SoCal. He'll be great for the Chargers. Um, this is my six-year anniversary in calling you. Um, I call- this is the day the char- that Fredo announced the Chargers were leaving uh, six years ago. So I actually called and got on the show my first time. And uh, I also want to talk about the Chargers having the fifth pick. They've had very good luck with that, Junior Seau and uh, Ladanian. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Hey, Alan. Why did you run Alan? Alan was kind of like teetering. He was dancing all over the line. He starts off by saying this is the sixth anniversary of my last call to you. One of the new rules in the jungle is you can't tell me your age. I don't care. I don't want to know. It just it's not relevant. You can't really tell me it okay, so that that's a new rule. If you tell me how old you are, you get run. You don't need to tell me how long you've been listening, although I appreciate it. So when he started off by saying, This is my sixth anniversary of my last call, I thought, uh oh, he's gonna get broken off. But then he got into the take. And the take is debatable. We could talk about that. Is Pete Carroll the best choice for the Chargers? That's actually a good topic. Charger fan, who do you want to be your next head coach? I said yesterday that if I'm Bill Belichick and I'm looking around, that is clearly the best situation for him. Maybe not for them, but for him. It's the best situation for him because he gets a franchise quarterback. He gets a good defense with talent, but a defense which is underachieving. And he could fix that easily. He's Bill Belichick. So that makes the most sense. But does it make the most sense for the Chargers? I'm going to say no. I don't think the Spanos family is going to want to pay him. I don't know that the Spanos family is going to want to hire somebody that's only going to be there for three years. I'd make the same argument about Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll might be 72, and Pete Carroll might throw off that vibe that 72 is the new 52 because the dude's just so weird in that he has so much energy. It's just weird. It's awesome, but it's weird. But if you're the Chargers, don't you want somebody who's going to be there? But then again, is anybody not hired to be fired at this point? It used to be that no matter what, you got three years. Now there's no guarantee you even get one. I don't know what they want. And then when you talk about guys like that, how much power are they going to want? I think we know this about the Chargers. They're not going to spend as freely as some other franchises, nor am I convinced that they want to give up that kind of power. But then again, in this hiring cycle, who's going to get that kind of power? I don't know that anybody's willing to give it up, except maybe Arthur Blank for the right guy. Maybe. Charger fan, who do you want to see 
coach your team. You can stop asking that question. It's a great job. It's a great job right now. Yeah, I, I know you might say it, it's it's not because of ownership. Look at the talent. Look at the quarterback. Look at what they have on the defensive side of the ball. You're in L.A. You're in a beautiful stadium. It, it's a good job. It's an attractive job. But ownership. Who do they want? Where are they going to go? They went with the fresh face. They went on the cheap. It came back and bit them in the ass. Would they swing back the other way now? Like, yeah, yes, I know that the the Seahawks tried to spin that Pete's going upstairs. We're not going to let him out of the building. Pete's not leaving. He's just not coaching. Pete made it really clear he wanted to coach. Pete said it. I competed as hard as I possibly could to keep this job as head coach. Pete wants to coach. I'm going to argue that Pete wants to coach more than Pete wants to be a Seahawk right now. Pete wants to coach more than Pete wants to be a senior advisor or a senior executive. He's a coach. He wants to coach. He wants to be around the players. He wants to game plan. He wants to motivate. He wants to assassinate gum. Do you really think that Pete Carroll would say no to a job offer in Southern California. Come on. So Seahawk fan, don't act like, hey, hey, easy, Rome. He's not going anywhere. Yes, he is. If he gets the right offer, he is. This guy's a coach. Now, Nick Saban doesn't want to coach. We know this. He retired. Pete didn't retire. Pete thought right up until the moment they said, hey, Pete, can you come into the office, that he was going to coach. All right, when we come back, we will get into the Patriots situation fully. Tom Curran will join us, a Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston. And nobody better to talk about that beat than Tom Curran. That's coming up next. Next hour, the big head. Breaking news involving the big head. Apparently, he opened up the dog wash. I wonder if he's going to be like McDonald's, like to have a sign. Four dogs washed. You know, like eight zillion served. One dog washed. You should have a counter. You should have a dog counter.